Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Escape your everyday life and experience the world through the lens of June Parker and search for hidden clues and uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. Engage your observation skills to quickly uncover key pieces of information that lead to chapters of mystery, danger, and romance. Where will each new chapter take you? Days are long and life is hectic. There's nothing more relaxing than shutting off my brain and playing a round of June's journey. I will take it all. The glamorous culture of the 1920s, scandalous family secrets, and explore and even build my own vivid sceneries. I love to let my imagination run wild when decorating my island estate. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free on iOS and Android. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back. Here we are. After our bonus episode, it's been a few days and we are back. We are taping this, I must admit, uh, a little early because I have to head to New Hampshire uh, this weekend on Thursday for shows in New Hampshire, with that, which I want you people to come to because it's going to be four degrees, I read, four degrees in New Hampshire. Uh, and I'll be there just three, ni- three shows, one Friday, two Saturday at a brewery in New Hampshire. Uh, if you live there, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, it doesn't make any difference. So come to those shows. Uh, I'm flying into Logan Airport and then somehow getting to New Hampshire and uh, looking forward to it. I'll be there. And we had, the I mean, the cover of the paper today, New York Post is public en- enemy number one. Tom Brady makes the Super Bowl again. I don't know if you watched him last night, but uh, Tom Brady and the New England Patriots beat the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime to go to another Super Bowl. I believe it's their ninth Super Bowl uh, with Tom Brady, and uh, it's unbelievable. I mean, say what you want about the guy, whether you hate him or you love him. I've never seen a a dominating um, sports figure quite like him. I think he's better than Tiger Woods. He's better than, than, than LeBron James. He's better than Michael Jordan. He's better than all these people. Something last yesterday, we were having the argument, is he the greatest athlete of all time? And people are like, what about Roger Federer? And I was like, yeah, maybe that's a that's an interesting argument. I mean, I, I don't know that much about tennis, so but Roger Federer has dominated tennis over the past 10 years. So I guess it's the same thing. 
So yeah, there, there's your argument. Maybe Roger Federer is a better athlete. And people were saying in the in the little party I was at, they were saying it's more athletic to be a tennis player than it is to be a quarterback. And I'm not. Uh, who knows? I don't. Anyway, it was crazy. If you watch the games, there was some controversy in the. Uh, I feel bad for the people of New Orleans as the Saints uh, had a really shitty call at the end of of the game. Uh, should have been a pass interference. It wasn't, and the L.A. Rams went on to win the game, and they will be playing in the Super Bowl against New England Patriots. L.A. Rams, New England Patriots. Here in L.A., uh, <laughs> safe to say, most of the people in Los Angeles, and and they're going to hate me for saying this, they don't even know we have a team. Like, you could drive down the street right now, and we could, Alex and I can go talk to five people on this street, and they would not know the LA Rams are not even, first of all, play in this city, and second of all, going to Super Bowl uh, in two weeks. So that's, uh, I saw uh, one of my friends, a comedian who's a New Orleans Saints fan, was posting a bunch of stuff on Instagram saying if the Saints had won, it would have been a party in the streets in New Orleans everywhere. And the same with like Boston's pretty good like that. And, and Kansas City probably would have went wild if the Chiefs had won. But here in Los Angeles, he was in like a Ralph's, which is our like shop, our, our grocery store. And the, the Rams had just won and there's nobody, you know, people just shopping. There's nobody at a bar going wild. Like there's usually when these people, these teams, Teams win. These cities, there's just parties in the streets, but not here in Los Angeles. We don't care about really sports at all, except for the Lakers. We re- we're really into the Lakers. As a matter of fact, uh, Alex and I had done a show this weekend, Saturday night. We were in Beaumont, California, which fuck, Beaumont, California is, <laughs> man, it is exactly what you'd think Beaumont, California would be. It is out. You might as well be in the middle of the fucking South. It's Beaumont, Texas, too. Yeah, it's, they're the it same. They're interchangeable. So we were out there doing a show, and it was very, they're very nice people. And we did like a sports bar out in Beaumont, uh, run by a, a comedian friend of ours named Johnny Carnelli. And uh, they had a Laker game on. And these people are just cheering at this Laker game that went into overtime. And Lakers aren't even doing that well. And, and LeBron James wasn't even playing because he's injured. But these people are freaking out over a Laker game. And this goes back to what we were talking about last week of toxic masculinity. Like people just feel they need to cheer and scream and pound on the bar. Nothing where anybody's, if you're ever sitting and having a drink at the bar, and maybe your favorite song comes on the jukebox. Maybe your favorite team scores a touchdown. Maybe whatever you're watching in the bar you're interested in. Don't bang on the fucking bar. That when you do, do this here on the bar, it affects everyone sitting at the bar. I'm, clap your hands above the bar. Don't bang the fucking bar, please. Uh, it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, nothing angers me more except people who leave uh, drawers open. And I think we all know how I feel about that. So that was the big story. I, I, I hate to bore you right off the bat with the sports stuff, but it is the biggest story uh, was those games yesterday and the fact that Tom Brady is going to a ninth Super Bowl. And they have the the the, the halftime show is going to be, I saw some commercials for it yesterday. I guess it's going to be Maroon 5 and some special guests. The big boy from Outcast, and it's going to be in Atlanta. Oh, they got they got Outcast. Well, they didn't get Outcast. They got big boy from Outcast, and they're saying now, that because it's in Atlanta, I know you're being fucking sarcastic, Alex, but no, no. some people are into Outcast, I guess. No, weren't they having trouble finding um, urban Andre. acts to to fill the super? Yes, yeah, they yeah. were, but they they wound up finding. Yeah, that's that's a good point. But they did find a few because it's gonna be it's gonna be Big Boy and uh, and now because it's in Atlanta, I guess the hometown of Outcast, they're saying that it's good, there's going to be an Outcast reunion uh, of Andre 3000 and Big Boy. 
and they're going to, you know, be, be do a reunion at the halftime show, which I guess that's great if you're into Outcast. And you know, Outcast had some good songs. I can't say that I know them as well as I know, but I remember when the halftime show used to have to be somebody who had like a an entire body of work. Not that Outcast doesn't, but like you know, back in the days where it was Prince who you know had a hundred songs you could choose from, or Tom Petty, or U two, or or Paul McCartney, or Springsteen. Like that's when it, it, it was interesting to watch those acts, like the old guys who had a ton of songs. Now it seems to be we have to get somebody, so it's going to be Maroon Five. You already know the two songs you're going to get. Yeah, right. I mean, I, listen, I, that Maroon Five had a song that came out this summer that I fucking thought was the song of the summer. I loved it. Every bar I went into this summer was that was playing I Girl Like You or something it was. And so, I, I mean, sure, I'm sure it'll be fine. And, you know, it doesn't, don't people half pay attention to it anyway? So that'll, that'll be uh, in a couple of weeks. I think it's February 3rd, Super Bowl. Where, what are you people doing? Where does everyone go on the Super Bowl? I, I'm, I'll probably attend a party February 3rd, Sunday. Uh, I was at Sarah Colonna's house yesterday with a bunch of my comedian friends. And there's nothing like hanging out with comedians. It's one of the reasons I love doing this job uh, of comedians because I get to hang out with other comedians and we were all doing that yesterday saying, you know, just horribly inappropriate things as the game played and, you know, in, in the privacy of our own home, we can do that. And it was fun. So I had a great time there. Um, more stories, a lot of stories weirdly this morning out of, uh, Taiwan. And you wouldn't think that would be the case, but there are two major stories coming from Taiwan, um, today. And, and, and I, the bikini climber, I guess she is a famous bikini. She climbs uh, on Instagram. She climbs very high uh, mountains and peaks throughout Asia in a bikini. And she takes pictures of herself on them and, and puts them on her Instagram. She's become Instagram famous, the bikini climber. Uh, the bikini climber died yesterday. Uh, she climbed up. That's it. She climbs the top of, of, of high peaks and she fell from one of them and uh and it was very cold and she was stuck in a ravine and they couldn't get her out because uh the weather was too um bad so she froze to death so the bikini climber that's what you get you you died in the fashion we'd have expected right that's what you get when you decide hey I'm going to climb a mountain uh in a bikini and there's an outside chance you might fall, and I guess she hurt a leg. A Taiwanese woman known as the bikini climber for scaling mountains and swimwear was found frozen dead after a 65-foot fall. Uh, Gigi Wu is her name. She's 36, and she was eight days into her solo hike, which don't people. First of all, I don't, I don't even go hiking. If I had my way, hiking, don't do it. It's fun when you do it like in L.A. We have a place called Runyon Canyon and everyone just goes on a Saturday afternoon and you walk basically through the woods. It's not very hard to do. But going like into deep uh, forest and woods by yourself never ends well. Was they, she in the bikini too? She Well, I, I think she puts the bikini on just for the photo. Oh. I don't think she she hikes in the bikini. I could be wrong. Quit her. Gigi Wu, 36, was eight days into a solo hike Saturday when she called a friend and said she tumbled down a ravine in central Taiwan's Yushan Mountain and was unable to move because of a leg injury. She had cell reception, but we couldn't get her? I guess, yeah. I guess she had cell reception. Yeah, she called <laughs> Cell somebody. reception is better than flight for life now. Yeah, yeah. That's so she right. she had a, she was able to call somebody, and they, they couldn't get her because of the weather, and then she wound up freezing to death. Um, so that's sad. If you follow the Bikini Climber on Instagram, uh, she will no longer be uh, posting anything because she's no longer with us. But uh, now this is the second story out of Taiwan, and it's gross. And my apologies, but 
like I said, we're going to do this. We're going to read stories from cover to cover. And this happens to be on the second page of the New York Post today. And it's out of Taiwan. It's a flight attendant. says an overweight passenger forced her to wipe his butt. Uh, an overweight passenger aboard a Taiwanese airliner forced flight attendants to remove his pants so he could use the toilet, then wipe his butt as he moaned in pleasure, according to reports. This is a, they have pictures of it and everything. I guess this guy's three, 470 pounds. He's in a wheelchair, white guy on a Taiwanese airline. And he uh, told these the flight attendants, you have to put bring me to the bathroom because he's overweight. So they said, okay, we'll do that. You know, it's bad enough that we have to do that. So they bring this guy into the ba- the tiny little, you know, we've all been on airplanes, the tiny little bathroom, and they have to keep the door open because he's so heavy that they can't shut the door of the bathroom. So now he's shitting on the little tiny airline toilet in full view of not only the flight attendants, but everybody aboard that flight. Uh, and he, the, the flight attendant, he, he threatened to shit on the floor if the flight attendants didn't put him in the bathroom. They did. Then he said, now I'm done. <laughs> Basically like a child. He said, I'm finished. Now you need to come in and wipe my ass. To the flight attendants, the poor women working on this he, flight. He told them, uh, they said we couldn't help you. He started yelling. Then the one flight attendant who is who should win some sort of medal of if you give away medals of like greatest employee of all time, this woman should win it because she went and put on rubber gloves and went in and wiped this man's ass, the 470 pound man's ass. Um, and he moaned in pleasure as she was doing it, like basically saying, get in there deeper. He, she said, oh, oh um, deeper, deeper, and then accused the chief of not properly cleaning his backside and requesting that she do it again. Uh, she pulled his pants back up and uh, they said state flight attendants are not allowed to refuse requests they consider inappropriate and that it is preferred to offer assistance if needed. Um, this was an American guy? This was it's, It seems like an American guy. Yeah, they don't have his name here. Uh, the union urged the airline to establish standard operation procedures, including making sure that the disabled passenger is accompanied by a caretaker well, when they fly together. So Customer service is officially done. Well, I think that's amazing customer service that, you know, they, uh, that, that, that's, that's above and beyond as far as I'm concerned. Well, if it hasn't the precedent been set. Now people are going to try to do that to some like 22 year old girl from Dallas. Who's a flight attendant. She's going to say, say, hell no. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully that, you know, mm-hmm. those are two Taiwanese stories. I never thought I would actually have two Taiwanese stories for you, but there you are. The next thing I want to talk about is a little going off a little off book here. And it's a thing we have in Los Angeles that's becoming, oh, let's, first of all, before we get to that, let's talk about the Indian chief or whatever he was. He was a, <clears throat> an Indian per, a man, American Indian in Washington, D.C., who was protesting uh, and out in front of the White House. And it went viral when it was a bunch of kids, 15-year-old, 16-year-old kids from a high school uh, wearing Make America Great Again hats, and they were kind of getting in this guy's way. Whether you believe that or not, now people are, uh, you know, arguing about the video. They, he was getting in their way. They were getting in his way. There were other people yelling, he's got to watch the whole video. But this is what we're, we've come to in America now. Nobody, everybody's got to argue about everything. In the end, whether you're for, they, it was, they were like dicky kids being an asshole to a fucking old Indian Vietnam.
Vietnam vet who just wanted to bang a drum and protest whatever he was protesting at the time in Washington, D.C. If you've ever been to Washington, D.C. and gone to the White House, uh, out in front of the White House, there's protests of every kind. There's 10,000 people protesting all sorts of different things. There's one guy protesting just a, a complete craziness, you know, like they, they didn't put enough cheese on my Big Mac and McDonald's. Like these are the things people are protesting out in front of the White House. So whatever this guy was protesting, maybe, I don't know what it was. I, I should read up on it. But th these kids got in his way. And the one kid who's caught in the video, he's just like smugly staring at this um, in, at this older Indian man who's banging a drum the entire time. It's, it's a tribal song, I guess, that he, that, that, that he does. And it, the kid just looks like a dick. He looks like a 16-year-old fucking dick who is from, I, I think they're from Kentucky, these kids, or, or something like that. But here's the most fucked up part of the story. The reason why these kids were there, these 15-year-old and 16-year-olds, they were on a school field trip from a Catholic high school in, I, I believe it's Kentucky. Um, and they were, the school field trip was to protest out front of the White House uh, anti-abortion. Like, that's the weirdest fucking field trip I've ever heard. Like, why have that in a high school or make a bunch of kids go to D.C. to protest anti-abortion? Whether you're for abortion or against it, it just seems weird to me that you're take, take, taking all these children, who at that point they are 15, to D.C. to protest anti-abortion. That's... Like college, I get, but high school, that's a fucking high school field trip I to always, D.C.? I always felt like high schools were supposed to kind of be nonpartisan, you know? Well, like, I, it is a Catholic high school, so uh, maybe maybe that's a little different, but know. even still, I mean, I all my friends went to Catholic high school. I didn't, but all my friends on Long Island did, and I don't think that's something you would go and do at a... So that's what they were there for. They were there to protest. So what had happened was, I guess they were, according to this kid's mother, and you can kind of understand how this kid wound up the way he is, because his mother said... The reason why he was angry in the first place and getting in the way of this elder uh, American Indian guy is because he was being yelled at earlier that day by black Muslims. The black Muslims were yelling at these kids and they were upset. And I guess this is all captured on video and I probably should have watched more of the video. But I just chose to watch the portion that I saw online and it was this kid standing in the way of this American Indian. But of course now people are screaming that he's a, the, 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 the kid, the 16-year-old kid's a hero for, you know, not punching this Indian guy. I'm like, what? the fuck is happening in this wait the catholic people are allowed to just punch the elderly i, I should have went to catholic all right alex just relax yeah, relax he's, he's doing his jokes again to people and that's what we we try to st stop him from doing okay, his sorry. jokes sorry, sorry all right sorry just let's you talk about the story okay and if you have contributions to the story you contribute you do contribute to the story okay cool okay fair I understand you love your jokes. You love to get those in there. But let's. It's more of just pointing out that it's ridiculous. It's, it is. That's know. what I'm trying to say. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that we've gotten to the point where everything, nobody can be 100% against anything. Everybody's got to be like, oh, you got to look at both sides of the story. And in the case of this, here's the deal. The man is an 80-year-old American Indian who's probably been through hell in his life uh, because of all the reasons why American Indians have been through hell in their lives. He went to Vietnam, give the, let the fucking guy bang his drum in front of the white house. Why we have to 
now say this kid and it fucking make America great again hat. And I don't have any problem with making America great again hats. I get it. Some people wear them ironically and it's a joke. And some people wear them because they love the president. And I don't have any problem with it. I know a lot of people <laughs> I met, the, I read actually, you know, when you read these stories online, um, they give you other stories underneath that have kind of like, if you're interested in that story, here's another story you might be interested in. And it was the guy. I mean, this is the most white trash story I've ever, at night. the headline couldn't be more white trash. A guy is suing because he was kicked out of a vape shop for wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Everything in that headline says to me, <laughs> the white trash fucking America. This kid couldn't wear his Make America Great Again hat into the vape shop and get his vape, whatever cotton candy fucking vape gel he wanted. Uh, but I like the fact that the kid who was running the vape shop put finally put his foot down. He was just like, you know, he must see a lot of shit in that vape shop. And he's like, uh-uh, no America make, make America Great Again hats. You get the fuck out of here. So he was laying down the law on that. But anyway, so that's the story on that. I just thought the whole thing was weird. The fact that these kids were on a school field trip to go protest anti-abortion in D.C. Uh, what is happening in these Catholic high schools that, uh, listen, a Catholic people you got enough problems i'm catholic but there's forget anti-abortion i i know people have their issues with it whatever the case may be and i'm not getting into a, a, a pro-life situation on this podcast but you got other problems the catholic church there's a lot of fucking problems right now to just i think instead of sending these kids to dc to you know punch out this poor indian fella just go just keep the boys away from the from the priests. These good looking kid, he was a good looking kid, a handsome kid. I'm sure the he, the teachers probably loved this fucking kid. Anyway, that's that's the situation on that. It's just another thing. Every week we seem to have one where everybody gets on Facebook and screams at each other. And this was this week's where ah, he was an amazing child who should be out there doing what he does. And if he wants to protest anti-abortion, my school field trip. Like, I remember we went to, like, uh, first of all, we went to the planetarium, was one. We always go to the planetarium and watch a laser light show, which was, you know, later on in, in like, 10th grade, you'd go watch Pink Floyd, laser light, laserium, whatever. And back before, like, the, the, the dawn of computers and iPads, this was cool to just watch bright lights skip around the the you know, ceiling of, of the planetarium. And that's what we did. Then as young children, we would go to like the game farm. We would, we had a thing called the Long Island game farm and that would be our school field trip. We'd go to the game farm. Now the game farm, if you don't know, is a zoo, but it's not a zoo because it's got shitty animals. It doesn't have lions and elephants. It has chickens and goats. So you pull up to the, um, the game farm and you could feed the chickens or the goats and uh, it's terrifying because it's run by like, you know, a couple of meth head kids who are out there selling you feed that, and then they'll tell you before you go into like the goat cage and you're fucking five or six years old. So you're already terrified of a goat. I don't care. A goat can be a scary thing because it's a wild animal and it could kick and it could bite and it could do whatever it does. So you get a little feed for whatever, four bucks or whatever from the, from the methed out guy who works the feed counter. And then you get to go into the goat cage and you get to feed the goats, but not before you get a warning from the methed out guy who says, Hey kids, enjoy yourself in there feeding the goats, but make sure you keep your hand completely flat 
with the feed on the palm of your hand. Because if you curl your fingers in the least little bit, the goat will bite off your fingers. So if you weren't terrified enough as a five-year-old going in to feed the goat, now you have to the added bonus of thinking, I got to keep my fingers perfectly flat or this goat will chew off my fingers. And I'm going to need my fingers later in life for things like, you know, just things that you need fingers for. Anyway, so that was terrifying. And then as we would take the school bus there, one of the school teachers, I remember like you looking back on your elementary school teachers and your high school teachers, you realize how dumb some of your teachers were, but then you're like, I guess they were dumb because they were like 24 year old people, you know, making no money and how did, how they got this job, especially back in when I was going to school, I don't even know if they had the background checks they have now on school teachers. So these people just had to pass some test to become a teacher and they were dumb as shit. So we're driving out on a school bus on Long Island Expressway out to the Long Island game farm. And we're all five and six, and the t- there's llamas at this uh, at this game farm. Not only chickens and goats, they have a one llama. That was the big attraction. Like you see the chickens, you see the goats. Then it's time to go to the llama cage, and you're like it's this is big time. This is like the the you know, the closer. This is the headliner. Is the llama. So we were driving on the bus, and the school teacher stands up in front of whatever fifty kids, and he says, "Listen, children, there's a llama at this game farm," and he goes, "Don't spit." At the llama, because if you spit on the llama, the llama will spit back. Now, up until this point, there was not one child on that bus who was thinking of spitting on the llama. It's just not something that comes up. You know, nobody thinks of, I'm going to spit on that llama. But now that the teacher mentioned it, all any kid is thinking about is, I'm going to go spit on that llama. (laughs) So sure enough, we all, after feeding the goats and petting the chickens, we get to the llama cage and every kid you know, tried to spit on the llama and the llama did spit back. The llama was, you know, very angry at, at, at six year old spitting on him and had, he had spat back on a few people. Not me. I didn't get hit by the spit, but Richie Parola got hit by the spit. And Richie Parola was a kid who was, didn't need to be hit by spit. He had already had a, you know, a tough lot in life. He was a crooked eye. He was, he got, he got dragged out. No, he did. He was like, a, he, you know, he was one of those kids who's having, you don't know, realize this at the time when you're in school with kids, you just think we're all six and we're all having a normal life. But looking back on Richie Parola's life, he was like, you know, one of the kids who got the free lunch and he had, you know, welfare shit. And he had, you know, a, a tough lot in life. He got, he was the kid who got dragged out for head lice when they did the head lice check he got dragged out for head lice then like a month later got dragged out uh after the scoliosis test when they bent everyone over to see if their back was curved richie parola got dragged out for both so head lice and scoliosis which that's got that's a shitty day for a poor guy who already had a crooked eye and was spat on by a llama so anyway i don't know i don't know how we went down that road but that's what we did for school field trip is what i'm saying we didn't go to to dc to protest anti-abortion and i had friends who went to to catholic schools and um which was weird because we had a Catholic school down the street from our house. I'm sorry I'm going off on tangents this time because honestly, I'll be honest with you. I didn't have a chance to read fully the paper today because we were watching the games uh, last night till very late uh, at my friend's house. And then we drank and we were up till very late. And I woke up this morning and I kind of had to run right down here because we're doing another thing after this, Alex and myself. And we, uh, so I wasn't quite prepared uh, so I did read the two quick Taiwanese stories about the woman who fell in her bikini and the man who shit his pants on the plane. But outside of that, 
you know, there's not a ton of stories right now. There's the one that we just discussed, the Indian, and it's the football games. Um, otherwise, it's not. It's one of those weeks where we used to go through this on Chelsea lately all the time, where like it's just a fucking slow news day. So here we go. So anyway, uh, I'm, I'm able to tell my Long Island game form story, and the fact that you know, I think it's weird that the high school f- uh, field trip is going to talk about abortion in D.C. and screaming and yelling. But I had friends who went to uh, Catholic elementary school, which was right down the street from my house in Ronkonkoma, Long Island. It was called St. Joseph's Church, which I just read is closing up. The Catholic school in that church, so it was, it was attached to the St. Joseph's Church, the school, and it's closing up because there's nobody, no kids are going to Catholic school anymore because of whatever reason, so they have to close this elementary school. But I would go down there as a child with my friends who went to the school on weekends, and I didn't, at this point, we I knew nothing about perverted priests and even anything about that. I didn't know about it. But we would go down, looking back on it, we would take, we would ride our bikes down to the school and we'd go into the gymnasium and there was a priest in the gym who would have, do workouts with us. We were probably all nine, 10, and he would do a Saturday workout session with the kids. Me and like four of my friends would go down and he didn't even have like proper weights. He didn't have like a real gym. He just put this shit together himself. So we would, I'm not fucking, this is a true story. We would just like sit there and lift up like two by fours and, and, you know, and like you know, bench pressed them over our heads, and then he would judge. This is he would judge who has the bigger muscles of me and my friends. <laughs> this is fucking like telling it now is like this is fucking crazy. So we, we would do like we would work out in front of the priest, and we were in clothes. We we're not like naked. Shirts and skins. Yeah, we, you no. Know, but then it got to that point where he's like, "Let me see who's got bigger muscles," and we would take off because we didn't. We just were naive. We would take off our shirts and like pop. You know, do like the Try poses. Flex. Yeah, yeah, flex. And he would. I never won, which I was upset about. Like I was. I used to drive home going. I I think I have large, big, better calves than. Uh, who was the kid who always won? Fuck, I forget his name. Joe something, Joe fucking Joe Figueroa something. Oh. He always won best calves and best biceps. And I, I didn't. It was a, calves and biceps. Calves and like biceps. He, he, yeah, those were the priest's two favorite things. <laughs> and honestly, to this day, I think you should work on both calves and biceps. I'm yeah. not. I, I don't disagree with the priest on that one. They are two good muscles to have because that you see them more prominently than you do any other muscle. The if, shirt sleeves. Yeah, just and if you're wearing like a shirt yeah. sleeve and shorts. Those are the two muscles yeah. to work on. So the priest did have a good point there, but he probably shouldn't have been judging. <laughs> A bunch we, of nine-year-olds. We learned a lot from that priest. <laughs> <laughs> he probably shouldn't have been judging a bunch of nine-year-olds' calves, but he was. So it never, it never got beyond that. I, won't, I, I can't say that you know, it got to the point where he was like looking at our dicks or anything. He just would have us work out for him with two-by-fours and then show our muscles, and then we would just drive home and had thought nothing of it. Uh, so that that's the Catholic school. I didn't go to Catholic school. I went to a private school where we didn't have that kind of shit. You know, we just learned how to, nothing. We learned about the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria, which were the three boats Christopher Columbus sailed upon. And other than that, I don't remember one damn thing I learned in school outside of- Calf raising. Yeah. (laughs) yeah. And I probably learned more about, you know, how to work out my calves on a Saturday at St. Joseph's uh, Elementary School than I did in 12 years of uh, public school in uh, Connecticut High School in Long Island, New York. Anyway, uh, what else can we talk about? Alex, we talked about our show the other night. We have other shows coming up, not Alex and I, but uh, come out to the live shows. Go to Frangelo.com. I have a ton coming up in February. I'm in a bunch of cities. And I know you pe- people keep writing me and come say, come here, come there, come here, come there. 
And I would, I'll go anywhere. I really will. I will go anywhere if you people show up. I was just in Rochester, New York, and people showed up. So the guy called me. It's like, we can't wait to have you back. We want you back in nine months. That's how it works. If you people don't show up, then we don't come back to the city. It's that simple. If you people decide, hey, I'm going to go to a comedy club once this year. I'm going to go see Jeremy Piven. And I'm going to pay double the price that I would pay to see Chris Frangiola because this fucking guy was on Entourage for six years and I saw him on Entourage. So I have to go see him in person now because he was on Entourage. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You're going to go, you're going to pay your money, and you're going to watch shit fucking comedy for a half hour. After a weekend, he completed the, the he treated the entire staff like complete shit for a, uh, a weekend. He yelled, I hear this at every comedy club I go to. He screamed at waitresses. He screamed at the manager. He screamed at everybody. He demanded this. He demanded that. And then he goes on stage and eats shit for a half hour. But it's packed because you people will spend money to go see a guy who was the fifth lead on Entourage, but you won't come see me, who fucking gives you a solid hour of material that's fucking amazing. And you'll walk out and go, man, what a night. Half the price of Jeremy Piven. But everybody posts pictures. I went to see Jeremy Piven. And it's a terrible night of comedy. And if you continue to do that, then we don't get to perform in those cities anymore. And I have to go to real, real shithole cities where people will come out because Jeremy Piven won't go there. So there's, there you go. All right? There you go. go. Keep going to see Jeremy Piven. Keep going. Enjoy it. Enjoy Jeremy Piven. He's not coming back. If he gets another job on a TV show or a movie, which he probably won't, the only reason he's doing comedy- Rush Hour 4 comes out, you're going to lose Jeremy well, it's Piven. it's funny you mention that because he, uh, at this place I was just at, he was say, he was talking about uh, how he has an, uh, uh, he's got a buddy picture idea with him and Paulie Shore. So there you go, people. You're funding a Paulie Shore, Jeremy Piven buddy picture that they're going to do. And once this Jeremy Piven gets- any, any type of success back in Hollywood again, which I, whether he will or he won't, he's done with stand-up. He's, the only taking, reason, he's going to theaters. Let me finish. The only reason he's doing it is because he 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 is trying to get uh, money that, that, that Hollywood won't give him anymore. So he's going to comedy clubs. And we have accepted him, I don't know why, in this comedy world. And and you people go see him and it angers me. So I'm sorry I went down that road. Go ahead, Alex. What were you going to say? Well, so, and then he starts doing theaters and then 2000. No, he's not going to do theater. He's not going to do theaters. He's, he's going to blow up. He, after he, he and Paulie Shore do a movie, the, he's no, theater famous. That, yeah. So anyway, that's the situation on that. I will come wherever you want. Listen to me. If it, if it, if I, if I pay my flight, after my flight, and my hotel room, if I make $500 in the city, I'm in, $600, whatever, I'll play in your fucking living room. And I'm not kidding. I've done it before. I've played in people's living rooms. They hire me to play in their backyard at a, at a barbecue, and I will do it. I will do it if, if in the end, I walk away with five, 600 bucks, makes it worth my time to go play in your backyard, I'll do it. That, see if Jeremy Piven will do that. See if Jeremy Piven will come and play in your fucking backyard. Go ahead, post your pictures on the Facebook page of Je you and Jeremy Piven, how you went and stayed in the line and probably paid $25 more to meet him. And then he hit on your girlfriend while you sat there and took a picture with Jeremy Piven because he was in entourage. No, it's happened. I've seen I it know, happen. I know, yeah. I know it. I work in, I've worked in road clubs and in showcase clubs. I've seen them. You're right. I have a question about comics. Do you know who Francis Cronin is? You know Frank Cronin? See, Alex. Let's not go down okay. some open mic comic. No, he's not an open micer. He, yes, he is. Because I know every single person in the comedy world, and I've never heard of Frank Cronin. Okay, so can I, it's no. a story he's been featured on uh, the news. Okay. Tell me, you got to give me a short version he's of the story. He's walking 
from San Francisco to Los Angeles. I don't know. Okay. Don't care. Okay. I'm okay. More, <laughs> okay. I, I don't care. Okay. I, this Frank, this is what Alex and his friends, they, this means something. I guess he's got a cancer or something. He's, he's raising money. Frank Cronin. Oh, well, he's raising awareness for homelessness, but Ho- awareness for homelessness. Yeah. What? He's sleeping on the streets. He's oh, been over Jesus a month. Christ. Why doesn't he just go? No, no, right, we're not right. talking about it. Awareness for homelessness. It's just the drive down the street to be aware of homelessness. I don't need Frank Cronin <laughs> to walk to San Francisco to aware me of homelessness. I'm well aware okay. they're shitting on the fucking sidewalk as we speak right now. Okay. Where's Frank Cronin? Hope he doesn't step in it on his way up to San Francisco. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what are we on now? This is. I'm, I'm sorry, everybody. That we're. we're I was I'm, trying to. I was trying to insert conversation. You seemed like no, you're running thin on. But news. what happened? No, we're on. For, we're, we're, I could run fucking completely out of news, and I'm not going to talk about Frank Cronin's okay. walk to San Francisco. Okay. Uh, however, I will say this: a lot of people did know the sex education woman that you were talking about oh. last week. That I did not know. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said I do, used to watch that show. So uh, my my apologies to you. I feel Alex. vindicated. You, now, you are vindicated. <laughs> she she. There was a lot of people who said I knew who that woman was. The government is still shut down, um, and now it's getting a little crazy because uh, there's an app. Uh, was another news story that is a food stamp app. Where people can get food stamps, I guess, through this app. And uh, I guess last night, the food stamp, because it's Monday again, so the food stamp app completely uh, was blown up and and crashed. Because now all these poor people who work for the government um, can't afford food, so they have to get food stamps. So the food stamp app crashed last night. Uh, I don't know what food stamps are. I really don't. Is it just discounted uh, food? I've heard about it my whole life, food stamps, but I don't know... um, I guess you just get a discount on certain products. Do you are you familiar with food I'm, stamps? No, no, I'm not. No, I, I know that nowadays I thought they used a card. I was I thought. Oh, well, I think it is. I think it's. I don't think it's an actual stamp, but uh-huh. uh, but yeah, it seems to be an app or now something. Now it's like an that. app. Yeah. Very cool. <clears throat> anyway, so that's the latest on that. Uh, I also read, and this is nothing makes me uh, not just angry is, the, is 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 not the right word. It just makes me sad. That Danielle Brigoli. Now, for those of you who don't know who Danielle Brigoli is, a couple of years ago, she went on the Dr. Phil show and she went, catch me outside. How about that? That was it. It it was from one little thing. She screamed at an audience member from the Dr. Phil show. Catch me outside. How about that? And I think what she was saying was catch me outside. How about that? Like uh, she was arguing with the person in the audience and she said, I will fight you. Basically what she's trying to say is I'll fight you outside after the show's over. Why don't you catch me outside? Everyone thought she said, cash me outside, whatever the case may be. That was, that's an argument for another day. <laughs> cash me outside about that. She's since gone on to be kind of like just famous for being famous. You know, she's like a 16-year-old girl with kind of big tits, and she just screams on TMZ when she's leaving clubs. And I don't even know how she's getting into clubs, but they always seem to have her coming out of clubs. And I think she's like 16 years old. And she's just a punk kid with like real giant nails. And she's just screams like a white girl who talks like a black girl. And she just screams and yells. And I guess she had signed some big music deal I had read. I, whether this is bullshit or not, I don't know. She'd signed a multi-million dollar music contract, which who the fuck is going out and buying the Danielle Bergoli single or whatever she's dropping. You know, Jeremy I, Piven. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Piven, that little fuck is ruining my life. But uh, so anyway, this Daniel Bergoli, now I'm reading that she signed a giant um, uh, like cosmetics contract. Daniel Bergoli signed a fucking huge uh, 
like a makeup, con- like a million dollar makeup contract. That's crazy. Okay. Let me, let me try and find the story. Uh, Cash Me Outside girl debuts new unnaturally white. Oh no, she got forty thousand dollar television. Television, sorry, teeth. She got forty thousand dollar teeth, and this is a new thing that everyone's doing. They're getting big giant uh, teeth in their face. Um, white, big, giant, white, fake teeth. And apparently this girl just did it. And you can see in the pictures, it's obviously, and she's also 15 years old. So I, your teeth are going to change over time, but she's got now got big, giant, white. Okay, here it is. She did, she did. She's on makeup company sells $500,000 first day endorsement deal um, for this girl. Yeah, she signed, a, she signed a $1 million endorsement deal with Copycat Beauty, a makeup company that sells cheap inter- uh, uh, of the beauty industry's most popular products. And according to TMZ, on the first day, Bregoli began her contractual promotion. Copycat raked in more than $500,000 in sales in addition to receiving half a million hits on their site. How many followers does she have? She's got like 12 million followers Jesus. on Instagram. So the, I, if any of you people follow the Catch Me Outside girl, you have to just tell me what the fuck is wrong with you. Like, what is this girl doing? This is goes back to this kid who's screaming in front of the, the, the older Indian gentleman. This girl, like, what what is happening? Why are we just... And maybe I'm just a cranky old man, as you could see I am a little bit today because I was screaming at Alex about bringing up some kid who was walking to San Francisco. But why are we are we rewarding this fucking dumb ass girl? Is it Daniel squeaky Bacola? wheel gets the grease? You think, Is, I, no, because there's a lot of squeaky wheels out there. This girl's getting more grease than most squeaky wheels should get. And... It's She's probably also not turning much. I mean, not a very good wheel. She's not doing Alex, anything. Sorry, sorry. Alex, this is Alex is really getting comfortable these past couple of oh. weeks, and he's really starting to All you right. know get real real comfortable. For uh for so this is what she this is what she does. I guess it's like knockoff. Um, <laughs> oh, her debut album. Excuse me, everyone. It, this talks about her album here. The rapper recently collaborated with Tony Linez L- L- uh, on her track "Babyface Savage," which sets the tone of Bobby's music. <laughs> I have no idea. That sentence I just read makes absolutely no sense to me. Does any of that make sense to you, Alex? Yeah, you she's know, a rapper. Now you know, it all makes. Do you know Tori Linez is? I don't. Okay, uh, it's her song is called "Babyface Savage," which set the, sets the tone for Bobby's. Is that her name? Does she just call herself Bobby? Um, B-H-A-B-I-E-S, uh, which is going into 2019. In 2018, she released her debut album, 15, after her single, High Bitch, <laughs> with Certified Gold. Okay. So her, she has a song gold? called- Gold? Yeah. So she has a song called High Bitch, and the, uh, uh, the bitch is spelled B-I-C-H, no, no T. And uh, it, so enough people bought it to, to make it a gold record, which is, uh, I think, 100,000 sales or something. So that's a lot. If any of you people- Bought High Bitch, and you have it on your iPad or, or have you listen to your music on Spotify, and you're listening to High Bitch. If there's ever been a time in your life where you listened f- from, uh, to High Bitch from the beginning to end, if you were driving, if you were working out, and High Bitch came on, and you listened from beginning to end, I need you now to delete uh, cover to cover from your phone and never listen to this again because that you have to be punished and that's my punishment. It's our whole that's all I, it's all <laughs> I can do. It's all I can do to punish you and say you can't, you can no longer listen to cover to cover if you've listened to High Bitch from beginning to end. From Danielle Bragoli, who is the Cash Me Outside girl, who's still going. Like we we all see these, you know, high Cash Me Outside. You thought, oh, this will be fun, and it was fun. I watched the video a thousand times, and it was fun to watch this girl. 
But then I was like, it's over it's a week later. I don't think, but it's still going. This is three years, four years now. And she's m- making millions of dollars. And she honestly, she doesn't look bad in this cosmetic picture. She looks like every, you know, angry fucking young Italian or Latino, whatever she is, girl. She doesn't look good in that picture either. Though. But it's she looks not... good for a girl. Okay. Say you're a 15 year old girl who's going to want to buy shitty purple eyeliner. Yeah. This is, you're going to look at that for four ninety nine. I'll buy that. And uh, oh, compare it to Stilla, which I guess is the expensive one, S-T-I-L-A. You could, this is like a knockoff one, and that's what she does. Hi, bitch. <laughs> how does hi, bitch go? Anybody uh, know the song? Hi, bitch. Hi, bitch. I don't know how it goes. Anyway, uh, so that's Daniel Bergoli. I've read I need to do more research on this. Do you want me to pull up some? <laughs> yes, I would like <laughs> you to pull up fucking hi, bitch right now as I as I go on to my next story. Um, is, is There's a thing... In Los Angeles. And it it was something I was thinking about as I was reading about the kids who were sent to Washington, D.C. to talk about abortions mm. and just like the whole and just is this it? Uh, this is the ad. But. Oh, and just to talk about religion a little bit and, and whether you're into it or not, I, I don't know. Is this high bitch? Yeah. Okay, let's see. Let, oh, bad baby. Oh, that's what she called. That's our rap name. Bad baby. Oh, this is like a video that has like an intro to it. It's like, oh, oh that's her. Oh, she is an attractive girl, I guess. Oh my God! And now I'm now I'm as guilty as everyone else. I'm watching the bad bitch video with Alex. Oh, here it is. Turn it up. She has a Porsche. Hi bitch. Hi bitch. I do not sniff in the rolly. No. It do not jump when I pull it. No. I do not run. I reload it. No. I do not save it. I throw it. White Jays. White Porsche. Wow, this is amazing. We have gone from let it be to this shit. Something's wrong, right? But I guess that's it's always been the case. What did you say? That dick looked like you bought it at a kiosk? That dick looked like you bought it at a kiosk. Oh my god. Hey, you know what? I have to say, hi bitch wasn't that bad. <laughs> the I production wanted, value. Yeah, is it was very, not bad at all. I, I wanted to hate the video. Looks pretty good too. I, I wanted to hate it. Now you know what? I take back everything I said about Danielle Bergoli. She's amazing. Hi, bitch was pretty good. So. <laughs> if, she, if, if she wants to be on cover to cover, just <laughs> yes, please come and be a guest on cover to cover. Hi, bitch. Oh my god, that's pretty great. That was uh, that was fun. All right. Anyway, what I wanted to talk about is there's a thing here in Los Angeles. We and I I started following one of these guys on Instagram, and I don't know anything about. But there's these like these churches here in Los Angeles. Do you know anything about this, Alex? Like these hot these churches where they're not Catholic churches or they're not Protestant. They're not whatever. They're, they're not Jewish temples. There's no. But it's like a hip guy who gets up and just like rants in front of these people about God and stuff. And he wears like skinny jeans. And there's a few of them. There's not just one. There's like three of them in Los Angeles. And I forget the name of the actual churches. And they're all attended by like hip young actors and actresses here in Los Angeles. Every guy's wearing like those bolero hats, you know, like the the flat brimmed hat. Every guy's got, you know, his pants rolled up. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with style. But they're all going to these churches on Sunday. Very attractive people, like real good looking women, real good looking men. They're going to these churches and the guy who's like screaming and yelling up front is basically doing kind of like bad stand up, but with with a theme of Jesus Christ. And these people are cracking up at every stupid fucking thing he says because, you know, it's 
they don't know real stand up. So. Are these religious comedians or are they? No. Well, and so I don't know if any comedian friends of mine go to it. I have a few friends who go to these churches, but they're just like hip actors. You know, they, they wear like the hat on the back of their head. Like you, Alex kind of wears it a little bit like that, but you look good in it. But they wear like, you know, that, 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 like a, like a beanie hat, like laid on the back. I don't even know how it oh, stays on. Like, like I, I can't, I can't, it doesn't, I have to pull my hat like right down above my eyes. Like I'm in a prison because it will fall off my head if I lean it back any, any, but these guys are somehow managed to keep it on the back of their head, which is shocking to me. So anyway, this is, they all go Sunday. There's like one in Hollywood and Highland. And it's crazy that they all follow these dudes. There's, if, if you guys know the church I'm talking about, there's several of them. Look them up and, and put them on the, on the Facebook page, and then I'll talk about it more. Um, uh, Are you about to talk about Bieber? Is that where you're going? Well, Bieber is in the one, yes. Bieber's that's in creepy. one. Of, yes, that's Bieber's, creepy I know, stuff. but that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Like Bieber's in this whole world with these guys. And so is, now the reason why I'm bringing it up is so is another person who I've just been reading a lot about who seems to have gone completely off the deep end, and it's Chris Pratt. Chris oh. Pratt, who seemed like a very normal guy up until- Hillsong. Hillsong, Hillsong is one of them. Yeah. yeah. So what is the guy who runs Hillsong? Do you know? He's like this hip looking character who- He's always shirtless. Yeah, shirtless. And it's fucking weird. It's like, it's a little culty for me. Yeah. And if any of you people are into this, my apologies. Maybe it is a good thing for people to get together and, and you know, just talk about being good and, and helping. But they, they all have like front row Lakers seats But if you Google stuff. Bieber's pastor, it will creep you that's out. That's the guy it's I'm creepy, talking about. Yeah. yeah, it's creepy. So Carl, I, Is it Carl? No, is that- That's the one dude. And there's another guy anyway so chris pratt belongs to this one that and he hangs out with this guy a bunch that's how i wound up following this guy on instagram because i saw chris pratt post something about him and i was like he i don't know what i just pressed follow just because i thought it might be interesting and now it's become a little annoying because this is hillsong also yeah hillsong pratt's is yes yeah, so, chris pratt hillsong church okay so so yeah. th this is it so this is what i'm talking about so now pratt who's I guess become very religious over the last couple of months. He actually, so much so that he got up to at the Teen Choice Awards. He won a Teen Choice Award. First of all, he showed up at the Teen Choice Awards, which as a big star, if you're Chris Pratt, you don't need to show up to the Teen Choice Awards. You, you just, you don't. We, I have a Teen Choice Award. I've actually won a Teen Choice Award. We won Best Late Night Talk Show about six years ago for Chelsea Lately, and we never even received our award. We, uh, we were supposed to get a surfboard. And we never got it. So uh, I'm not bragging, but I have a Teen Choice Award. So as a writer of Chelsea Lately, when we won Best Late Night Talk Show, I guess a bunch of 14-year-old girls voted and we won over like Jimmy Fallon. So there you have it. So Chris Pratt went up on- It would have been a hard loss. It would have hurt. We never got our surfboard. We never got anything. Anyway, they- uh, so so Chris Pratt went up and won one best actor or whatever for you know Jurassic Park and 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 what's the other movie he does Gal Guardians of the Galaxy and he went up and he made like a real holy roller speech like God is good and God is this and God is that and anytime you see that you're like oh boy something something's up here Pratt's gone off the deep end then the divorce happened from Anna Faris then I, there was some drinking rumors or, or stop drinking that's when usually when you have to go to one of these churches because you've been doing some shit and you need the church to get you off drinking. And if that works, more power to you. If it stops you from drinking, then this Chris Pratt goes and gets engaged last week to Catherine Schwarzenegger, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter, who actually I've met a few times. She's a very, she's good friends with a friend of mine, Brad Wallach, and uh, and so she's a sweet girl. Chris Pratt gets engaged to her not six months after he's divorced from Anna Faris, and uh, he starts posting like crazy on Instagram um, about his engagement to Catherine Schwarzenegger. Now, this is what I was trying to get at. 
if you're a normal person, which Chris Pratt doesn't seem to be normal, because if you're a normal person, you've already gone to a divorce and from Anna Faris, you think, hey, you know what? Let me just have a quiet engagement here to Catherine Schwarzenegger, and I don't need to post it on Instagram. I'm just going to do a quiet. But no, Chris Pratt can't. Nobody can have a fucking quiet moment, like a nice personal life where it's personal. They have to immediately go on Instagram and say, my life is amazing. Then now Anna Faris posts, hey, it's great. I hope they have a nice life together. Good luck to the both of them. No, no bad blood between us and Catherine Schwarzenegger and the whole bit. So I don't know what road I'm going down here. Chris Pratt seems to have gone a little insane because of this church that he goes to, which is what? What was it called again, Alex? Uh, Hillsong. Hill, Hillsong. Hillsong? Hillsong. Song with a G at the end. So, if any of you people go to one of these hip churches <clears throat> where it's not a priest or a rabbi or or like a black guy up there in a, in a six button suit singing and dancing, not one of those. It's it's one where a guy's wearing like he looks like he just came from. Um, you know, like an, uh, not an Abercrombie, Fitch even higher end than that. Like he's got like a, you know, hip outfit on and not a suit. I mean, he's wearing like what a guy would look like going into like a club on a Saturday in, in Hollywood. And he's up there talking about Jesus. And are you, is why, why, why are you young kids, good looking people? Go, go, go in this, when this church lets out on Sunday on the corner of, uh, um, I think it's Hollywood and Highland or Hollywood and Coanga, this church lets out. Look at how attractive all these people are, the women and the men. Why are you not home fucking each other? Why are you at a church listening to this guy do bad stand up and ruining Chris Pratt's career and Justin Bieber's career? Good looking people, you need to get out there and f- start fucking each other because. Without you, there will be no good-looking people. See, we need you out there to to have more good-looking people. If you're going to sit in that church and listen to this douchebag in, in skinny jeans talk about Jesus Christ, the world's going to be taken over by ugly people. And I need you to get out there and start fucking each other instead of sitting in a church and listening to this pastor or whatever he considers himself talk about Lord knows what. Anyway... That's, we're going to wrap this up because I feel like we were, I don't know if this was a good episode or a bad episode. We got a little off thing. We're, we're, we're a little rush. We're a little rush today. Um, do you, do you want to close with some other people who go there? Yes. Oh, oh my God. That's a great idea, Alex. Yes. So, uh, so the, now, yeah, this, cause this is what I want to know, but I know people who are not like famous, famous who go there, but they're, they're in this world. So, so Bieber and Pratt are two. Who else? Um, all the Jenners. Oh, are they a part of that? Uh, I did not know Courtney that. Courtney Kardashian. Uh, this is according to Refinery29.com. That's all right. We'll, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll yeah. take Refinery29.com. Uh, Nick Jonas, Selena Gomez. Okay. So these are all those people. Yeah, like they're the all whole, the hot people in Hollywood. All the hot people in Hollywood. Now, Nick Jonas just married the the Indian girl, right? Pri- Priyanka Chopra. Now, why aren't they out fucking each other? Priyanka Chopra and Nick Jonas, especially that girl, the one who's got a bad spleen or something, uh, Selena Gomez. Doesn't she have a... Didn't she just get a... <laughs> didn't, no, she does. She just got her spleen removed, and, and one of her friends gave her her spleen, uh, which is a nice gesture. <laughs> I don't know if it was her spleen. It's a, something. Some innards that of Selena Gomez's were bad. Uh... Anyway, so yeah, so that they all go to that, huh? Yeah, maybe I should just sign up for this. But I'm too old; and they wouldn't take it me. Might, it feels kind of like the next Illuminati to me. Like it feels, yeah, there are too many. I don't know. Now, is there an Illuminati? Is there an Illuminati? Is this thing for real, or is this just? Bullshit? I feel well. I mean, there's a there's a Scientology, and that's kind of a. But those people don't have any money. Like the like 
outside of the Tom Cruises and the Travoltas of the Scientology world, the ones, are, the other ones are a bunch of losers walking around Hollywood Boulevard at three o'clock in the morning in a captain's jacket. You know, that's what I. Those are Scientologists I see. Yeah, but they also own a bunch of property, and they're like, it's, it's like that's where these people are headed, right? right? right. I mean, they I got that Nick Jonas money in their bag. They're if they're getting tithes from the Jonas Brothers. Well, the Jonas Brothers always had some cr like Christian faith. Yeah. They were like a faith-based mm. band where they were out. Yeah. And I have no problem with that. If that gets you through the night, more power to these people. I, I hope that's, you know, they're not out there causing trouble, I don't think. And they see all the people you mentioned don't seem like fine enough people. But I would rather have Selena Gomez out there doing like, you know, making like Cinemax dirty movies that I, an old pervert like me, can watch and 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 <laughs> and not have her in this church. You know, get out there and make like that movie. She she made a few, and then they kind of pulled her out of movies. Was she a Disney kid originally? I I I don't know, really okay. know. I something like that. She okay. was that. She had some sort of Disney past okay. or Nickelodeon past or whatever. But anyway, uh, I watched Selena Gomez one time. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Anyway, I've, I've... You can catch her now at the Hillsong Church, everybody. Yeah, I watched her make out with uh, someone, another big-time actor one night at a party. And it was... And he's much older than her. Much older. And it was fucking hot yeah. and creepy at the same time. <laughs> and I watched, like, some fucking pervert over in the corner drinking an Amstel... $9 Amstel Light. I just watched the two of them make out in the corner. Very exciting. I don't want to say who they were, who they were, but maybe next week <laughs> that, I will. That's your thing. Tune you in. Just, you go to these big parties. You I just do. stand in the corner I, and I just look. I just, just leer watch. at people uh, making out with mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, maybe next week I'll expose who that person was. I think it's been out there a little bit. I'm not. I'm not breaking. Um, Probably the here. pastor of that church. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I, he. I'm not saying that he's not the type of guy who would make out with a younger person, but uh, this was not him. Was if you're not familiar, just Google the guy. He never wears a shirt. He's creepy. Yeah, and this. That's not you the guy. You wouldn't let I, your kids go to. Right. I, but I'm talking church. about another guy. Like, I know the guy we're yeah. talking about. There's another guy, too. And I'll have his name next week. Uh, I'll do some more research on it. And uh, anyway, I'm going to New Hampshire this week. Come and see. I hope you enjoyed this one. We're having a blast doing this podcast. Alex and I are really having fun. We're going to have some guests in in the next couple of weeks. It's tough to get people to come to this um, studio we're in just because it's it's, it's kind of hard to get to. And, and I know my friends are busy and some people that we were thinking about having on are busy. And it's tough to get them down here during the week. Um so, but we will. I have a very, very big giant guest who I used to work for for many years who wants to come do the podcast. And it would be very exciting to talk with them, which we haven't sat down and talked for a long time. And she, uh, not, I want to say she or he, but they want to do it. And uh, so that could be coming up in the next couple of weeks it will be fascinating. All right. I love you all. Thank you all for being so good on the Facebook page and listening to these, uh, the, the um, cover to cover theme song, which everyone seems to love. Keep playing it. Keep dancing to it. Send me videos of you dancing to the cover to cover theme song and, uh, and come out to the live shows. And one of these days we're going to get together and make all this work for us. And we're going to do live podcasts and all that stuff. We hope. Uh, thanks again. Hope you have a good week. Enjoy uh, your weekend and your Friday and your Thursday and all you have to do while you're listening to this podcast. You're the best. Goodbye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.